I am so glad that you are joining Cindy LeFevre Yorks for this episode of His GPS for Your SOS. We pray these encouraging words will enrich and bless your day. Part 6. Discernment on when to shut the wrong doors. You may have heard the saying, Opportunity Knocks. This phrase, coined by 16th century English writer Geoffrey Fenton, is meant to caution the procrastinator that lost opportunities rarely, if ever, come back around. While it can certainly be argued that many opportunities are worth seizing, some are best avoided. The key to successful living lies in knowing how to rightly discern between the two. In life, we often find ourselves at a crossroad from time to time. The options from which we may choose present themselves in relationships, circumstances of our own making, or sometimes result from life event circumstances well beyond our control. But no matter what brings us to the crossroads, we always have a choice when we stand in front of an array of proverbial forks. When faced with a variety of portals, we must discern which are worthy of entry and which are best avoided entirely. I faced a significant crossroad myself three years ago. A discernment between a close friend veered south after several attempts on my part to verbally reconcile, it went unheeded, and it became clear to me from the Lord that this particular door needed to be closed. Much prayer and petitions for a path to peace resulted in a clear divine message to move forward alone. When the Lord closes a door, it may be for good, or it might be for a certain period of time. If a door appears to be closing that our heart desires to keep open, we must trust in God's timing and wait for Him to reveal our best-case scenario. In Ecclesiastes 3.1, we read that there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. If we wait on the Lord, sometimes a door that appears closed may open. This happened to me when I was waiting for clarity on my fourth book. Just as my heart began to give up on that dream, another door opened. It was in God's timing and not mine. Other times, the Lord closes a door as a way of protecting us. We may not understand this at the time, but often in our lives we can look back and see God's benevolent hand of provision, withholding what He discerns as inappropriate for our trajectory. Another reason God may close a door occurs in order to redirect us. I remember earlier this year being wrapped up in all my solitary ministry projects when suddenly the Lord shifted my heart towards the needs of my fellow sisters in Christ. Before I knew it, I found myself organizing a women's retreat. This had not appeared on my radar, to-do lists, or even vision boards. But when God insists, it's important for us to follow His lead. However, if I'm being honest, I will admit that when God urges me to close some doors, I sometimes hesitate. I refuse to let Jesus take the wheel, at least initially. I want to drive, navigate, and even ignore hazards along the way. But in His benevolence, He finds a way to reach me. Inevitably, He deftly turns my proverbial car around. What a blessing these U-turns have proven to be in my life. When you surrender your doors to the Lord, you too will be blessed. In Job 36.11 we read, If God's people obey and serve Him, they will spend the rest of their days in prosperity and their years in contentment. May you and I, as we approach the portals of life, trust God to open or close all doors we face as He sees fit. And I'd like to read an excerpt now from my first book 
the side door, and this excerpt is entitled, The Closed Door That Keeps the Garbage Out. In our world of specialized services, the art of the stylized closet has become a thriving industry. Today, many closets are featured on lifestyle TV shows. Jewelry, shoes, and purses line the shelves. Of course, like so many things we see on TV, these are hardly images of the average closet. Many people, including me, have closets cluttered enough to cause embarrassment if anyone tries to open them. When my son was little and I asked him to clean his room, he would shove everything in his bedroom closet, clean or dirty. He would hope that I wouldn't open the door to see his deceptive attempt at tidying his space. Hoarders who have trouble distinguishing what needs to be kept and what needs to be thrown away sometimes stuff their closet with unnecessary items, even garbage. The task of cleaning out the closet is often left at the bottom of many a to-do list because of its tedious nature. One way to keep this dilemma at bay is to be discerning about what goes into the closet in the first place. If we resist holding on to garbage, that space between clean and uncluttered, ready for what it was designed to do, is able to house the stuff we really want to hold on to. The closet of our minds works in much the same way. When we are transformed by the renewing of our minds, as Paul says in Romans 12:2, we are to deliberately close non-conformity in our world. We should be careful what we let pass before our eyes, enter our minds, and pass through our ears. We need to keep the door shut on certain things in our troubled world, for our own minds, but especially for the minds of our children. If garbage begins to take over wherever it is laid, it eventually monopolizes that space. It can even take on a life of its own and spawn new life. Anyone who's ever found a moldy apple core or a too-old piece of cheese in the fridge knows exactly what I'm talking about. We need to remove the garbage from our soul, too. Nobody knew that better than David. He went before God and asked him to examine, test, and search his heart and mind as he asked for mercy. We need to do that, too. We need to remove the garbage of wrongdoing, disobedience, and even seemingly benign missteps such as not helping out a friend or missing an opportunity to serve God. He already sees and knows about the garbage in our closets. No door can keep him from doing that. In fact, God told Ezekiel to dig through a wall and peek through a doorway. In chapter 8 of his book in the Bible, Ezekiel was told to see the evil and the abominations being done there. God says the people think he can't see them. But our all-seeing, all-knowing God's view is never obstructive. Are we willing to clean? And the keys to kingdom living are? Take out the garbage in your mind, heart, and soul, and the doorpost is, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And that's from Romans 12, too. To the outer circles of our social sphere, when we serve meals to the homeless in our communities, pack shoeboxes filled with Christmas gifts for children overseas, or travel across the world to share the gospel with third-world inhabitants in desperate need of hope, redemption, and restoration, we are obeying God's greatest commandment in the most selfless way available to us. Having these experiences myself has enabled God to open my heart to those He loves. Jesus points out in His Sermon on the Mount that if you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? Of course, we don't always feel like giving, which is why Jesus says 
if someone else wants to take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. And that's from Matthew 5:40. When it comes to selfless love and giving, we are always in training until the day Jesus comes to take us home. We need to respond to people in need whom we don't know. Go two miles with anyone who forces us to go one. Give to the one who asks. We might not feel like it, but obedience to God always brings great reward. And the keys to kingdom living are extend your love to the earth's end, fulfilling the law of love. And the doorpost is do not neglect and do good and to share what you have. And that's from Hebrews 13, 16. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of His GPS for Your SOS. Cindy also posts encouragement daily on Instagram. Her blogs can be found on her website, cindyyorks.com. Her entire Door Devotion trilogy is now available on Amazon.